Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. You remember me introducing to you a number of times Arthur Pulowski, a pastor in Canada who is a bold, courageous leader, a man of God, a prophet of God, an apostle of God. He's highly respected by everybody who knows truth, who loves truth, who loves scripture who loves freedom, who even acknowledges appropriate form of patriotism, who has values in conformity with Judeo-Christian structures for our society. Arthur Pulowski was arrested multiple times, been locked up many times, has been mistreated, been locked in solitary confinement. I don't know how many times total he's been arrested in Canada. What is his great crime? This man who immigrated from I believe it was Poland, under the communists, was welcomed at one point to Canada, the land of the free. And now they're locking him up for preaching the gospel. If he does not go along with the dictator Trudeau or other uh, more more regional governments that want to lock him down and keep him from talking, uh, whether it's during COVID or whether it's some topic, well, you know the rest of the story. So I'm interviewing now his son, Nathaniel Pulowski. This is not Nathaniel's first time to be with us. I've had the privilege of being with him in person in both Virginia and here in San Diego. I wanted to give an update, first of all, on his father, where we are with Arthur Pulowski and his struggle with the uh, oligarchy of uh, Canada who would try to crush who would try to crush him. And then I want you to hear a story about a pastor named Derek Reimer, who was arrested of all things right before Easter, held in jail during Easter. Then, and what did he do? Oh, a terrible thing. He preached the gospel, actually a pretty long distance from a drag show queen, from perversion, and they locked him up. And uh, then we're going to hear a report from Nathaniel himself, where he was preaching in front of one of these uh, horrific places. And sure enough, he got ticketed by the police for sharing the gospel openly, so much for free speech in dictatorial Canada. It has radically altered in that country in the last few years, and uh, particularly the last couple years. So we're going to show a couple videos, and I want you to be up to speed on what is happening in that country, and you'll know how to pray for our neighbor to the north that we care deeply about. So first of all, welcome, Nathaniel. I'm so glad you're on. Just to reacquaint them, Nathaniel Nathaniel Pulaski, with our audience, would, would you just Give a little bit overview for the first minute or two about your life, where you went to school, et cetera. Then, then bring us up to speed on your father. Sure. So thanks for having me on. My name is Nathaniel Pavlovsky. I'm Pastor Art's son. I'm 23 years old, and uh, I recently graduated with a degree in criminal justice, uh, of all things. And I look, I'm looking towards going to law school, believe it or not, because as we see, we need an in-house lawyer with this family because the law just doesn't seem to leave us alone. I mean, not, not because we're actually breaking legitimate laws, but because we're standing on constitution, our constitutional rights and freedoms and corruption takes place. And these people in charge believe that they are pharaohs, believe that they own us and that they can trump our constitutional rights and freedoms. And obviously they hate Christians. They hate Christianity. They hate God. And they have to crack down on us because they hate what's in us. So over the last few years, we've been fighting on the front lines. As you know, my dad's been arrested 16 times, six times since COVID started for just doing his job as a pastor. And recently, I've been getting involved in the fight. He's been on house arrest uh, awaiting his trial. Um, His verdict, actually, his verdict is May 2nd. So that's what we're uh, waiting for. But recently, I got involved in the fight, and particularly before we go further, so a verdict is coming May second. So yeah. that's that's uh, to all the prayer partners, intercessors. There we have our first marching orders, a call to action, what to pray for. So park that away when we go come into prayer in just a little bit. Thank you, Nathaniel. Go right ahead. Yeah. So I recently got involved because I've been seeing this this radical gender ideology creeping into the minds of the little ones, the children. It's coming into the school system, the libraries. Uh, It's being pushed through mainstream media, TV, Hollywood. Everyone's pushing this 
this radical idea that men dressed as women, grown men dressed as women, provocatively, sexually, are going to be doing shows in sexual manners towards children. So I saw this and I'm completely disgusted with this. So I, I got involved and I started to stand against this through preaching, through reading the word of God. And I opposed this. And for that, for opposing this, obviously they, the government, the tyrants had to crack down on us. And that's what we're going to see in a second. Okay, let's go. First of all, we're going to show your video and a little bit. I'm going to show, let's, let's talk about Derek Reimer. 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 Uh, pastor Derek Reimer. Where does he pastor? Uh, so he does something similar to what my dad started. He feeds uh, on the streets of Calgary. He feeds uh, the homeless. Uh, his his ministry is called Mission 7. And that's what he's been doing for the last, I think, five or seven years. <clears throat> now, the video we're about to see, um, he was standing quite some distance. Uh, am I correct that they said if you stand a certain number of meters or whatever away from the drag show, <clears throat> then you could have your free speech. And he was quite a long distance away when a buddy of his, if I'm understanding right, just happened to come around the corner with his video camera and saw that him being arrested actually a long way from the event. Do I have the details correct? Yep, that's absolutely right. He was given conditions upon his first, because this is his third arrest uh, since his first attempt uh, a couple of weeks ago to protest and preach against the, these drag shows. And he was given conditions upon release of the first incident where he had to be 200 meters away from a drag event. So he tried to comply with that. And the second arrest was he was 160 meters away. So he was 40 meters, a little bit too close, and they arrested him for that. He was released on bail a few days later. And now what you're about to see is him being well over a kilometer away from this drag event. And they still arrested him for allegedly breaching his conditions. A kilometer is how many meters? A thousand meters. So he was given a 200 or 300 meters. So he was well over it. Yeah. We're accustomed to miles here as opposed to kilometers. So thank you for the translation for that. So he's, he's, he's five times the distance away of what he's supposed to be. <clears throat> and uh, in, the, in the United States, one of the things we're dealing with is a defund the police movement. Our law enforcement is being harassed so severely. Uh, people are taking early retirement from the law enforcement. They can't get recruits uh, because we have antinomianism, lawlessness brought on by the current administration and uh, unfortunately by many political leaders of one political party. So it's absolutely tragic what's happening. So we defend the police because the police are in many cases uh, are trying to defend the law uh, appropriately here. Now in Canada, you have a different situation. Explain to that. So I want people to understand there's going to be some kind of, it'll, this, this footage is a little bit raw. I want to warn you. The man who has his video camera is shocked to seeing his buddy getting arrested a full kilometer away from where the event is. And uh, he is very angry with the police and has a lot of choice names for them. So it's not going to be pleasant at all, but you need to understand what these police are like. Can you explain it to me, Nathaniel? Yeah, so we're absolutely in a different situation slightly than you are in, in America. There's still some good police officers uh, in the U.S. I, I traveled around the U.S. with my dad uh, two summers ago and then last summer with my mom. That's where we met in San Diego and Virginia. And I met tons of police officers that are still really good people. They're good Christians and they don't use the excuse, I'm just following orders. They actually do stuff based on their, on their convictions, their morality. They follow the word of God and they don't actually follow things that are wrong. Right, just following orders is something is an excuse that the Nazis used. So the use words of Nazis in Canada is actually become very normal for us because these police officers sold their souls. All the good police officers were let go because of the vaccine mandate. So they were forced to either take the jab, comply, or be let go. So all the good ones, they did not want to take the poison and they they were let go. They were fired. And the rest of them, they just, they always say, I'm just following orders. And they're arresting pastors. In my city alone, six pastors have been arrested. 
And always the police officers are saying, well, I'm just following orders. Yeah, but you have discretion. You don't have to follow orders. What you're doing, you're following evil orders, evil edicts from evil tyrants that are breaking the constitution. They took oaths to uphold our charter of rights and freedoms, our constitution, and they're not doing so. They're completely violating. They're, they're violent. They are in, they're helping Antifa. They're cracking down on Christians. They are violent. They're, they're clearly biased. So the choice words, word, uh, use of words here in Canada is deliberate because they are acting exactly like the Nazis did in 1930s Germany. They're acting exactly like the like the SS, like the Gestapo, like the um, like the KGB in in Soviet Russia. And my dad grew up under this. My family's from Poland. They told me stories of what it was like under Nazism, what it was like after uh, under the Soviet rule. This is how the police are acting in Canada. So we use those words for a reason. Very good explanation. Pastor Derek Reimer, you're about to watch my video. What location is this? Uh, would you know, Nathaniel, what city was he in when this takes place? Calgary. So this is my city. We we know Derek quite well. Okay. He's in your city of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. And um, he was preaching a one kilometer. Uh, that's a very long distance away from what? A Calgary public library. So a public library where there's drag shows, drag readings. So drag queens come and read children's stories, but they're warped children's stories. They're perverted children's stories to young kids. And they're like ages zero to eight years old. These are very young children and they're dressed provocatively reading to children. So Derek Reimer being a pastor, he saw this and he said, this is absolutely wrong. I have to oppose this. I have to expose <clears throat> what's going on here. So that's what he was doing. Watch the video. What are they doing? What are you guys doing? Get your gloves off. What are you doing? He's so far away. He's so far away. What are you guys doing? You guys are psychos. You guys are Freemason. Illuminati psychos. He's beyond 200 meters away. Okay, Blake. Yeah, yeah. Blah blah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Unbelievable. You guys need to repent. All you CPS. A warrant. You big babies. Working for a psycho Satanist. Jesus is Lord. Died for your sins. Do you want to take this phone? Well, absolutely. What do you want me to do? Throw it in the garbage? No, no, Give it no. to me. Do you want your phone when you get out? Give it to me. To jail, so. You're so disappointing. This city is going to be destroyed by God's wrath. This is the last call. This is the last call. Oh, you're checking him. Oh, does he have weapons? He has a Bible. He has a Bible. Going to jail for what? Oh, we can't tell you. Unbelievable. Such a joke, bro. I can hardly see the sign of the Genesis Center. What's Put it on the phone. Put it on the phone. I don't know if I should say you're welcome anymore. Are you my friends? Right, right. Tell us, officers. Yeah. See, they don't tell us. Why are they arresting me? Unbelievable. A kilometer away. I was just coming to say hi to my friend. Perfect timing. God is in control. And you guys are all going down, all of you. Lawsuits, everything. Yeah, sounds good to you, you mocker. Sounds good. Go home and have your craft dinner and ketchup. <laughs> Maybe some donuts. Well, reminder, folks, he was a kilometer away, which was five times the distance away he had to be, and still being arrested. Nathaniel, any commentary on that? Yeah, so Derek was arrested the first time uh, for actually he went inside undercover inside one of the drag events. 
where they were reading for, to children, and he decided to start preaching the gospel inside the library. And he was thrown out, physically assaulted by the liberals that were in on the, the drag event, thrown out. There's a video of that that went viral. This wasn't police? And this was civilians? No, it was civilians, yeah. And uh, the police did not charge them, even though he was clearly assaulted. You can see it on the video. It's online. And, on, what basis uh, did they, on what basis did they throw him out? Oh, because he just wasn't welcome inside the drag event, they said. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he was thrown out to the ground. And then later on, he was arrested and charged for causing a disturbance and mischief, they call it. Uh, so he was he was released on bail and his condition said that he has to be 200 meters away from any drag event. And the second arrest, he was 160 meters away. So just 40 meters short, uh, a little too close. And he was arrested the second time. Then he was released on bail and he was told he has to be 300 meters away from a drag event. And so he complied. He went a kilometer, like you heard, a thousand meters away. And he was still arrested. And for reasons unknown, the police wouldn't say. We still don't really know why he was arrested, what the incidents, uh, what, what they're citing. So now he's still in jail. He spent Easter weekend in jail and he's still in prison right now. So he was thrown in as a pastor before Easter and still sits there. And we're, we're quite a few days past Easter now, yeah. <clears throat> or, or a couple of weeks or so. That is, that is stunning. Now I'm going to shift to your story. You were preaching the gospel outside a library. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have to, I have to preface this. Uh, after that event where Derek was thrown out onto the ground, assaulted the mayor of our city, Mayor uh, Gondek is her name. She decided to pass a law, an unconstitutional bylaw that states you're not allowed to protest against drag queen story hour or any kind of LGBT event if you're protesting against it um, outside of a public facility. So even though I was on public sidewalk outside of a public library, which is constitutionally protected ground, I'm allowed to protest anywhere I want if it's public property that's in the constitution. And she passed a law that's directly, blatantly against the constitution, a bylaw. And she said, you're not allowed to protest against what I, what I deem to be a holy, holy image, the holy cow. So I decided, well, this is ridiculous. I'm going to, I'm not going to go protest. I'm going to go preach. Let's see if they like that. I'm going to go preach outside of the public library. And that's exactly what I did. So I went with my friend and I did a youth against grooming event where we were going to preach, read the Bible. And that's all we did. Antifa showed up. They were counter protesting us. And that's just all I did. I preached the gospel. And as you'll see in the video, I was detained and given charges under that unconstitutional bylaw. Now, folks, just to remind you that in the Bible, it says the purpose for government. God has a purpose for government. The purpose of government is to protect the citizenry. The purpose of government is to punish the evildoer and to uh, reward that which is good. This is a government now has been on doing exactly the opposite of that. So what you're about to see is what he has just described. And uh, tragically, this is not the only country this is happening in. In even England, if a person, there's a woman who stands outside an abortion clinic, even a bit of a distance away, stands there with, she's praying, but there's no evidence out, outwardly that she's praying. They've arrested her. They've thrown her in jail. And they just arrested her a second time, I've heard. I don't know what the status of it is at this moment. And, of course, we certainly know of conditions like that now in the United States and in other countries around the world. So, Nathaniel, we're going to roll the tape. And what I'd, I'd like you to do is break into the video at any point you want to, just to indicate to Tristan when you want him to shut it off and if you want to give any color commentary along the way. Folks, it's a fairly long uh, video. It's about six minutes, I think. And we're going to let the whole thing play because I want you to experience as much as you can the rapid rise of totalitarian authoritarianism that is happening around our globe. We would have seen, we would have always seen Canada as a bastion of, of democracy. It is not. And so let's roll the tape. And then once again, Nathaniel, at any point, you can uh, stop it and give some commentary. Here we go, Cal Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Nathaniel Pulowski, 
outside a library on a public sidewalk in conformity with the Constitution of Canada, preaching the gospel. These youths, constitutional rights and bill of rights. Father, we thank you that you've given us authority over the devil, that you've given us authority over wicked spirits. We call them down in Jesus' name. Whoever causes one of these little ones. So over there on the left, that's the public library. So we're actually a, a ways away. The bylaw states that you're not allowed to be within 100 meters. And we were about 60 meters away, I'd say, from the entrance to the library. So just barely 40 meters, a little bit too close, according to the police. And I asked the police officer, does preaching actually constitute as uh, breaking this law? And the police officer told me that even mentioning sexual orientation in preaching constitutes protesting against it. So I said, so what if I read a Bible verse, uh, as there are many in the Bible that says, well, homosexuality, sexual immorality is a sin. And he says, well, that'll be to a, uh, that'll be up to a judge to decide. Um, but yeah, he, he, according to him, my preaching is, uh, is violating the law. Okay, go ahead, Kirsten. Who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and you were thrown into the sea. Understand this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient. For those who strike their mothers and fathers, for murders, for sexually immoral men who practice homosexuality, and slanders, liars, forgers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Nathaniel, stop it for a second. Speak up for those Nathaniel. Okay, um, I, I, I assume the pro uh perverts are the ones with all the clapping noise and the rainbow flag of course the gentlemen who show up in the i thought i saw the canadian flag on the on their uh, jackets who are they yeah so they were with us um that person with the canadian flag he was actually protecting me from those antifa people uh and as you saw in the video the the, the clapper uh when when the antifa person went with the clapper it actually broke um, so it was like it was like an angel just like flicked it or something. I, I found that funny. Actually, it was pretty hard for me not to laugh because I saw it while I was preaching, but I, I wanted to focus on the preaching. But it was it was kind of funny to see their uh, equipment malfunction. Wow. Okay, let's roll it. You can't speak up for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Just speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. And there are children in there being sexualized. Not standing against wickedness and speaking up the truth and going directly against what God tells us to do. You know why you hate Christianity and Christians so much? Because you detest the boundaries that we live by. The morality that we remind you of, the reminder that one day you're going to die and you'll be accountable for everything you've ever said and done. There is such a place as hell. And it's not a happy place. It's not a place where you go with your buddies to party. It's a place of fire and gnashing of teeth. Hell is a real place, and I don't want you to go there. That's why me and Nathaniel stand here. That's why we speak out against this. We don't actually want you to go to hell. We don't hate you. But love is not seeing someone on a train track and letting the train hit them because we said nothing, because we let them live how they wanted to live. I will speak against this, and I will say this is wrong, and this is wicked. So at that point, I thought I was going to be arrested because uh the way he was leading me away the police tend to like to do that when they're about to arrest someone so i was fully prepared in my mind that i was about to spend the night in jail or even more because you never know with this system uh, but what i found was interesting was besides the antifa people protesting against us there was a crowd on this on, on the steps you can see there to the side 
and they were actually for us, for us preaching. I don't know if they were homeless people or people just walking by, but this, they formed a crowd and they were actually uh, yelling at the police saying, you know, they haven't committed no crime. They're just preaching. Like, why are you going after them and not the Antifa people? So it was kind of, it was kind of interesting to see the people come to our defense. Um, so that's what, what, what one gentleman said uh, just now. He said, why are you arresting him? Thank you for your commentary. That helps us. So keep breaking in at any point. Okay, Tristan. So we're uh, we're getting a ticket right now for being within a hundred meters of a drag event, which is apparently illegal, even though I'm having uh, a prayer vigil preaching which is constitutionally protected under several sections of the charter freedom of assembly freedom of religion freedom of expression and uh, they're taking us not ticketing them so this is a discrimination because they're allowed to protest we're not allowed i believe they got the policing uh training school in nazi germany absolutely because that's how they act here in canada i mean so I, I said that it looks like they got their policing training school in Nazi Germany. I actually got that line from Tucker Carlson when I was watching him because he a few weeks ago he was seeing how the police acts in Canada and he he made that statement. It's like where did they get, where did they go to school? This is not how you treat people. Uh, you'll notice in the video the police are pushing uh, the father of my friend uh, around like like a rag doll. They're just pushing and pushing even though he's just recording and. He's speaking his mind, but the police is essentially assaulting this man. Like if it was the other way around and the man decided to push the police, he'd be arrested. But the police can't get away with it because it's just it's lawlessness. Mm, mm. Very good. Continue rolling. Why aren't the others getting ticketed? They're in the zone. Tell me that. Because you got these following orders. Now you you're following orders. Just like Nazi Germany was. So Nathaniel, who, who is this guy? Yeah, so that's one of the drag show supporters. He just came out of nowhere and decided to give his opinion to us. And, and we asked him, so, you know, we have freedoms in this country. He said, no, we don't have freedom. This isn't America. And I hate to agree, but I, I have to agree with him. It's not America. And it seems like we don't have freedom. Uh, but it was interesting. I asked him, so you're okay with not having freedom? And he said, yeah, no, it's fine. What, what do you want? Why do you want freedom? It's like, that's how disillusioned, that's how crazy people are in this country. They don't care. They don't value uh, our freedom. So uh, this is a message to America. Like, if you don't value your freedom, they're going to be taken away incremental, incrementally, slowly, bit by bit until they're all gone. And then you're going to be okay with not having freedom, right? Like the WEF says, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. If that's what you want. Then, well, don't speak up. So this is an interesting commentary. One is he, one, he's saying, uh, I'm happy with you not having freedom, but I, representing the homosexual and transgender community, we have our freedoms. You don't have any freedoms. That's actually what he's saying. But I'm intrigued by this, or at least that's what my understanding is, he's saying. Uh, I'm intrigued by the fact apparently Canadians perceive Americans as inherently, by our Constitution, having more freedoms than Canadians themselves do. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, it is. Because in our constitution, in section one of our charter, it says that you're given these freedoms, but only to up to a certain point. They can be restricted by government. They can be changed. So it's 
it's not enshrined in stone like yours is. So he's basically saying like, yeah, we have freedom, but they can be taken away because the government says so. And it's a, we're okay with that because it, it affects the Christians, not the LGBT alphabet club. Yeah. That's quite, quite astounding. He's, he's so oblivious to the value of, of fundamental freedom. Well, let's roll yeah. it. He's okay with not having He's okay with it. He's okay with it. No one else gets tickets? I have no idea. Just those uh, John Deck opposes? I got it right, don't I? I got it right, don't I? Just those just those who gone deck opposes, right? Yeah. Wow. So it's an admittance. You admit it. Just those who gone deck opposes are the ones that get tickets. So the officer right there, he just admitted that whoever Gondek is the mayor of Calgary, she's the one who passed this illegal law. And he just admitted, this officer just admitted that, yeah, we only we only go after the people that the mayor opposes, not after because you can see there's a lot of Antifa protesters and not one of them is going to get a ticket. You'll see in a second, I asked the officer, are you going to apply this law fairly, unbiasedly, and are you going to go ticket the other side? And he assured me, yes, 100%, I'm going to apply this law fairly. And I waited. I waited the entire time to see if they're going to go get, give the other side tickets. And not one person was issued a ticket except for me and my friend. So it's like they're open about it. They're okay with their corruption. They're okay with being the mayor's lapdogs, the, the mayor's bootlickers. Like they're fine with that because that's their job. That's what they're getting paid for. That's what they receive a pension for. And that is what is astounding. Uh, uh, around the world in countries, the loss of the rule of law, but particularly here in the United States and most assuredly in Can Canada. Let's continue rolling it. So just really quickly, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a picture of the police with the rainbow on their uniform. Um, two, two female police officers actually, uh, they, they came and they went to go mingle and talk with the Antifa people. And they were wearing on their uniform police in rainbow letters. So if you can't see that there's a complete bias, the police officer is wearing a rainbow. And if you know anything about uh, the police system, you're not even allowed to wear a cross. You're supposed to remain impartial. So, but, but this agenda is okay. Like it's just, it's nuts. It's crazy. That is astounding what you just said, Nathaniel. I, I, this is not my first time to see this video. And both before and now, when I saw that, I thought somebody photoshopped that just as a meme, just as a just as an expression, just as a a, a statement of the police's uh, the police being biased towards one group. But you're saying that was an actual photograph of police in the rainbow colors on their uniform. Yeah, that day, that day they went. I, I have I have a video of them. And I was I made a little commentary calling out the corruption, the hypocrisy and the double standard because they are literally wearing this rainbow, this symbol of uh, of LGBT, homosexuality, sexual sin, sexual immorality. And they're going to go mingle and talk with the other side like they're showing their colors and they're open about it. Um, so it, it's just it's mind blowing to me. And one of the other principles of any democracy is justice is blind, it's equal application. And so you're seeing another one of the great pillars of Western civilization uh, having fallen here. And it's, it's, th this is much bigger than the issue of homosexuality or so-called transgenderism. There's no such thing as transgender. You can't transgender, nobody can. You still have XX or XY, nothing changes that. If an archeologist comes by 100 years, 200 years from now and digs up the body of some man who called himself a woman, 
it's going to show that it was a man and there was a woman, regardless of how many surgeries he had and whether people called him she or not. But you need to see the bigger context of this. You need to see it cosmically. This is a this is an anti-God. This is an anti-Christ spirit. I'm not saying it's the antichrist as a personality, but I'm saying it's an anti-God or anti-Christ against Jesus, against all truth, against holiness, righteousness, against the Bible type of movement. That's that's the nature of this. That's why we said at the outset, this is not political parties, though some may align in certain ways. That, that is really, a, that's small potatoes. This is absolutely good versus evil. It's a cosmic clash. I'm stunned. I sure thought that police... Um, Badge was was photoshopped. I did not realize that was a real thing. So, yeah, that so again with the with the terminology we use, Nazi, they're wearing the Nazi symbols. So it's not a swastika anymore. It's the rainbow, because they represent an evil fascist, communist hybrid type of uh, of authoritarianism that is designed to crush you and oppress you. It's a tyranny. So we're calling them because, yeah, they have different symbols. Yeah, they have a different name. They, they operate a little bit differently, but that's what they essentially are. It's, it's a Nazi spirit. And that's why we use that, that word, those words. Well, thank you. Let's roll the tape again. No, I don't want to go into any more than that. But if I mention, if I mention a Bible verse that talks about homosexuality or, or uh, sexual immorality, does that constitute protest? Because I was reading. Well, that that will have to be specific. So what I'll do is I'm just mentioning the word. I'm not going to get into semantics. Stop there for a moment, Daniel. he wasn't. He says it has to be decided by the courts. Well, that's. That's not a true statement. He was deciding it right there by the arrest. Now, the courts adjudicate certain things. They bring punishment. But he was making a, a judgment call, a decision, trying to act like he was innocent. In that. Any commentary? Yeah, that's absolutely right. They have the discretion to not enforce this, and they're enforcing it. So, yeah, he, he's lying. He made a decision. He believes that reading the Bible, reading certain verses is illegal. Yeah. Roll the tape. Canadians have had enough, the youth have had enough, the youth are rising up. We can't not speak out. As Christians, we can't not say something. We have to call out wickedness for what it is. Leave the kids alone. Why does a grown man who's dressed provocatively like a woman feel the need to force society to accept and dance in front of and reach the children? Well, it's pretty sobering, uh, Nathaniel. It's hard to hard to watch. I, I, I want to start with saying I sure praise God for you and your family. Thank you for having conviction. You've uh, paid a lot as a son to have a dad who's been arrested over and over. Your family's been through so much. I've been with you and your mother. Your dad can't even travel. Can't even travel outside. I, I guess he's under, under house arrest. Does that mean he can't leave the house? Yeah, so he was given some leniency over the past few months. His probation officer gave him the ability to be out till uh, midnight now if he's with family. So if as long as I or my mom is with him or, or my siblings, he's allowed to be past a certain hour. But yeah, he's technically, he still has a curfew. He's on house arrest. How insulting and condescending is that? Um, what more What more do you want to share about this whole scenario, the situation so we, in a, many of the people listening are in America and many are in other countries that are listening right now, uh, give us any more backdrop or, or wider understanding of what is happening in Canada in this area of religious liberty. Well, uh, not just in Canada, actually, in North America and the West, it's, it's really interesting because right now, the first time that at least my family, my family has been fighting these agendas, fighting against abortion, uh, this uh, homosexual indoctrination for the past 20 years. But right now, for the first time that I've seen in my entire life, people are starting to push back against this in, in large numbers. So right now, it's actually, it's like trending in, in the Christian community to, to, voice your, to voice your discontent with what's going on and to actually speak out against this. So right now, 
what is the issue? You have to understand what the issue of the age is, right? It was COVID. It was a tyranny for a while. Right now, it's it's this sexual delusion. It's this gender bending. It's this indoctrination onto the youth, this drag stuff, this stuff being pushed in schools. And that is the main thing. It's like it's like the West has been taken over by a spirit of, of sexuality. Uh, I was reading a book and many nations have fallen. Many empires have fallen because of sexual immorality. So when we have right now is empire is about to crumble because of the sexual immorality. So right now, that's the issue of the age, I believe. Sexual immorality. And of course, there's abortion. There's the murdering of the unborn. There's there's many. But right now, in the past couple of months, that's what's been relevant. So it's super important for Christians to talk about it, to speak about what's going on, because yeah, you're going to be censored. Yeah, you're going to be attacked. But that's the job. You have to speak truth to combat the evil. And right now, that is the evil that's being pushed, especially on the children, this drag stuff, this this sexual perversion, confusing them, saying that you can feel like whatever you want. There's a hundred different genders. Don't conform to the way God created you. It's a it's a direct, it's an antichrist spirit. And that's what I believe right now we should be focusing on. It is interesting. Uh, <clears throat> I too been involved in the abortion struggle since about really got activated in 1983. I'm embarrassed that I wasn't active the first 10 years on this, except just some verbal ways, but got really active from 83 on. And and you watch a lot of Christians just go quiet. Then you had the whole rise of the radical homosexualism and the LBGT and, and, and Christians largely silent. What has finally shaken them and even shaken not only those Christians that were quiet, but shaken even people who are probably not regenerate, but have Judeo-Christian value structure left in them. And even some that are classically liberal. By classically liberal, I mean liberal meaning an open mind, the various things, and the libertarians that have kind of you've been hands off. But what has gotten, and, and in some who are of the most uh, left-leaning social uh, political parties, and when we, when we travel in, in Europe, even among socialists, mind you, the thing that has got their attention and has jolted them, many of them, is the reality that we're telling little boys that they can go to a doctor and have their genitalia cut off, call themselves a girl, and little girls can have their breasts removed as soon as they have them and, and, and suddenly call themselves a man. Uh, and the fact that now in California, our state legislature, which is, I think, the most radical legislative body in the history of Western civilization, is trying to pass, I don't believe it's passed yet, is trying to pass legislation which will allow any child above the age of 12 to disaffiliate from their child and have the state, from their parents, and have the state take them. They say, well, I think I'm, you know, just imagine some, some boy who gets in trouble with his dad, and he's ticked off, so he says, well, I'm a girl, and your dad's and mom not going to accept that because they have brains. And so the state takes the child at the child's request. And that's exactly what our state legislature is proposing. And you know, if they're doing it at 12, the next thing will be age eight and then four and then whatever. And, and so that is seeming to wake some people up uh, that you even have homosexuals who are saying, well, this gender bending, that's too far, which I want to say to Tammy Bruce when she comes on Sean Hannity and says that, say, hey, Tammy, you can't make the rules. You can't violate one set of rules and say for yourself, we're going to move God's laws over here, and but then say these people are wrong. They're all wrong if you're in violation with the scripture, period, because there is a God. He makes the rules. We don't. We're not God. Nathaniel, what do we need to add to this? I really appreciate you coming on. You're a very, very... Uh, thought-provoking young man, and uh, I really am excited to watch in the future how God uses you in some profound ways. So count me as, uh, I, I'm president of the Nathaniel Pulowski Fan Club, and I'm going to be, uh, if I can mix metaphors here, you're cheerleaders, I watch you go on to have an impact in Canada and, frankly, across our country and other places as well. What final thoughts do we need to say? And then I'm going to have you lead in prayer for this, and we're going to go into prayer. Final thoughts. 
Well, the benefit of having Canada as a neighbor is you can see your future. Uh, we may be younger, but we're a lot stupider, a lot more liberal, and we've made way worse mistakes. So the benefit of having us is you can see your future. In my city, there are naked swim hours with children. It's legal. You're allowed to have naked wait, swim wait, hours what, with what, children. What, is, what, what, do you mean? what do you mean? What is that? You can have grown men and women naked with children present in swimming pools, public swimming pools. So that that's in law. You're allowed to do that in Calgary. You can have drag shows. You can have you can parade well, naked. When did this uh, naked, pride when did event. naked swimming start? How long ago was that? Oh, last 15 years ago, my dad decided to uh, disrupt this event. He went in there screaming, preaching, making a ruckus because th that's evil. That is evil. And uh, 15 years ago, this came into place and it's still in place. You have the most disgusting levels of perversion in this country. So when you say California is the most radical, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit and say Canada's Canada's either the same or a little bit worse. So you can see your future in California. You can see your future in Canada. And if you don't start radically fighting against this, radically, and I don't mean violent guns or short swords or revolution. I mean, spiritually fighting against this, standing up, using your constitutionally protected rights to stand up against this, you're going to end up like Canada or worse. I may need to concede I'm wrong. and You're right on this one. Is <laughs> Which place is more radicalized? Thank you so much, Nathaniel. Would you, would you lead in prayer? And then after that, we're going to go into more prayer. Absolutely. Father God, thank you for for this opportunity to speak about what's going on in Canada and the, the, the perversion, the wickedness. Thank you for giving boldness to so many Americans to push against this. I see, I see an absolute beautiful movement of Christians rising up and fighting and pushing against this. And it's going to take, it's going to take only your power can stop this agenda, can stop what they have planned. And I pray that people in America wake up and realize, and it, it, as your word says, if they fall to their knees, humble themselves and call out on your name, you will come, you will show up. And that's what I pray for America. And Lord, only, only with you can we stop this, stop what these wicked people have planned, stop this antichrist agenda. So I, I pray that you you really open up the hearts and minds of Americans so that they can look to Canada and realize the direction they're heading so that they may not be like us, but may become, go back to their roots and go back to you. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Tristan, can you lead in prayer right now for this situation as well? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Father God, we, uh, we come to you, Lord, with uh, humility, Lord, we we come to you with the recognition of what we have done wrong, Lord, in America, Lord, what we have done wrong uh, elsewhere in the world, in Canada and, and other places, Lord, we recognize how much evil, how much sin we have done. But Lord, I thank you that you are you are just God. But Lord, you are a God of mercy. And I come into agreement with what Nathaniel has already prayed. Lord, I thank you that as your word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, that you will come, you will show up, and you will heal the land. Lord, we recognize right now our land needs a lot of healing. What we need more than ever is, Lord, for your gospel, Lord, for the truth of Jesus Christ. Lord, to uh, touch the lives and the hearts of every single person in America, in Canada, and the rest of the world. Father, we recognize that we need you now more than ever. Lord, we pray against the agenda of the enemy to try to pervert your design, to try to pervert the image of God that has been uh and doubt upon each and every one of us. I, we, we pray against, Lord, the plans of the enemy to try to confuse this generation uh, about their identity, about their sexuality, about their gender, Lord. Lord, we, we declare in the name of Jesus, Father, that every knee must bow, every wicked agenda, every wicked spirit, 
Every wicked ideology must bow to the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that this next generation, Lord, will begin to realize once again that they are fearfully and wonderfully made in your image, male and female. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are still you are still in control, and Lord, you are doing a mighty work. Lord, I thank you that there is still a remnant, Lord, of people in America, in Canada, and throughout the rest of the world that are fighting, that are fighting, Lord, for your principles, Lord, to fight, to, to preach the gospel, and to make disciples of all nations. Father, I thank you that You've placed us here in this time, in this place for a specific reason. And Lord, I thank you that you are continuing to use us to be the light in this very dark world. And Lord, finally, I want to lift up, Lord, our elected officials. Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, may you convict them, Lord, with the fire of God. Lord, may they recognize that what they are doing, what they are advancing, this this evil, perverse sexual agenda is wrong. It is evil. And I pray, Lord, that they will realize they must do what is right, not what is convenient, not what may seem popular, not what is profitable, but, Lord, what is right. Not only not, what is right, what aligns, Lord, with, with the Constitution and with the law, and ultimately what lines up with your principles and what your word commands us to do. So, Father, we lift up. America, we lift up Canada, we lift up every other country in the world that is experiencing all of this sexual confusion. Lord, we surrender it to you. And Lord, I thank you that you are doing an incredible work and that you are using us as your vessels. We praise you and we honor you and we love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep up to date with our latest episodes. Leave us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.